Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. In today's episode, we're interviewing Christine Liu of CL Designs. She's a graphic designer and podcast host who's traded in climbing the corporate ladder for climbing mountains around the world. Christine helps purpose-driven businesses create cohesive branding, web design, and social co- content creation to increase their impact and sales. She says no to dull and clunky visuals and yes to consistency, creativity, and efficiency of form to the core her. Today, she's actually going to take us behind the scenes to her number one secret to how one dedicated day can completely change your business. This should be an amazing episode. Welcome, Christine. Thank you so much, Jackie. I really appreciate it. I love the enthusiasm. (laughs) Well, we're always enthusiastic here and we're so happy to have you. So let's dive in. What is this number one secret to a dedicated day? What, What can it do for a business? Absolutely. I mean, if you are anything like me, you're wearing all the hats, like stacked on stacked on stack upon each other. And so I see you first of all, but uh, the secret that I'm about to share with you hopefully will help change your life and your business in so many ways. And so by opening up your calendar right now, you can time block a day. So maybe you call it your CEO day um, in that sense. And just really have that hyper-focused time in order to dedicate towards something that you've been really striving or working towards. Maybe it's one on the back burner or on that never-ending to-do list for the last six months. We've all been there. So dedicate and schedule in that one day um, right now, and you'll be amazed by what you can actually achieve in one day together. And so tell us a little bit about how you uncovered this secret. Yeah, well... Like I said, I've been throwing spaghetti at the wall for probably as long as possible. And um, this is very much part of the journey in a sense to see what works and really leaning into like when you're most productive as well. I like to joke that I'm very motivated by lunchtime spent So like late mornings, early afternoons are very much my most productive uh, times as well. So I really like to schedule hyper-focused like project time, whatever I need to be in the zone for certain things. And so, you know, I don't necessarily like to work 24-7 um, and I don't imagine many other people do either. So keeping that in mind, having really clear boundaries of when um, I'm working, um, it's been really helpful, but also time blocking based on um, per day basis have been really handy. So even looking at my schedule now, like Monday and Wednesdays are very much like deep project work typically. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays being more calls, um, sales calls oriented as well. And then Friday being kind of the catch-all slash if you want to take like a short weekend, um, you know, then it's been really nice to have that flexibility in place as well, but also having the structure to support it. And so tell us a little bit about why you think having that kind of structure and really tying it back to how it works personally for you is so effective. Yeah, it's been really amazing to see the results that have happened even through introducing the VIP design days um, that I've offered my clients as well as a way to work together. 
And so it's been really nice to see the magic that happens when you're able to have the support of an expert who's done this, you know, a thousand times or more in a sense as well. And even if you're especially a solopreneur in that space or you have a very lean team that you've been working with, it's just nice to have that outside perspective, I find as well, and to have somebody who cares about your business as much as you do. Um, and again, coming back to that hyper-focus time, because often you can get distracted really easily, whether you work from home or you've got your phone nearby, or, you know, you're thinking about what you're going to have for lunch that day, all these different decisions attribute to the distractions that happen. And it's really hard to come back from that. So by having some of that structure in place and by time blocking, even if it is like a half day that you want to do. That's going to reclaim so much more than having those bite-sized pieces throughout the last six, 12 not, you know, months that you've been thinking about it, but not necessarily having that dedicated time and space to really develop it to its fullest potential. And what do you think is kind of most surprising about like when you make the switch over to doing these time blocks, like what, what was the most surprising thing, at least for you? You know, I think I thought I almost tried to avoid it for a long time because coming from corporate um, as well before that, I didn't want to be told to work nine to five uh, or, you know, during certain segmented times or structure necessarily. So that was really freeing at first to just go rogue in a lot of the things. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I have other schedules and um, capacities with my clients to uphold as well. And so keeping that in mind, I found that for myself, it was just really nice to have that structure in place and to know that things are going to get done in a timely manner. Cause I think you'll be surprised as well by having even just like a shorter Pomodoro, uh, like 25 to 30 minutes in there, um, that in that time you'll either be inspired and then you can continue rolling with that momentum or the second piece that, you know, maybe you're not really feeling it today, but it's okay. You've gotten great start. And that's oftentimes where the overwhelm and the overcapacity um, kicks in at the beginning. So by having at least that starting point initiated, it's so much easier to come back to and continue with that momentum that you've created for yourself. And how do you see this play out for your clients and the work that you're doing with them? Yeah. So oftentimes they, again, either they're doing it all... <laughs> championing themselves or very lean team, but often no dedicated communications department. So um, they're often scrambling and posting things on the fly or creating things on the go. And it can be really stressful. And, you know, um, so keeping that in mind, by having some really strong foundations in place, it's been really helpful for them to have that like playbook or brand Bible in place that they can always come back to that cheat sheet. Um, and so usually we'll work off of having really strong branding foundations, whether it's like they have their go-to suite of logos, for example, for different uses and variations, um, or if they have like their dedicated color palette, you know, what your primary color is, your, you know, secondary accent colors, stuff like that. Um, ready to go and plugged into like your brand kit on Canva, for examples, just so making it really accessible and easy to implement. Because I think that you're just trying to set yourself up for success, right? And so by 
complementing the tools and softwares that are out there. You can create systems for yourself that actually help support you versus uh, making it harder on yourself than it needs to be. So tell us a little bit about like, if you were to recommend for, you know, most people, what should they be trying to like set aside time for if, you know, they have been putting those things on the back burner? like, what would be the highest priorities when it comes to things like their brand and, and getting out there? I often say too, it's not glamorous, but that the inner work is really the inner, the most like important work as well. And so thinking of the catalyst of design and branding in that way, first impressions make such a difference, especially in such a content heavy world that we live in and in digital world now that you really need to stand out more than ever. And so keeping that at the forefront when you are creating, I think is really important while still maintaining value ultimately and like intention and sharing those values. Like that's a lot to pack into one post on Instagram, you know? <laughs> and so take away that some of that pressure. I think you need to have fun with it. Um, but by creating that foundation in place, you're able to actually experiment a lot more, I find, because you have those toolkits and elements that you can pick and play from um, versus scrounging things around and then, you know, looking at it cohesively, you end up resenting it almost or like you feel just like about it, you know, and like not proud to share it. And it kind of trickles into different areas of your life and um, in hand into sales in your business because you don't show up with the same confidence with the identity that you want to be um, sharing with the world and the value that you know that you have to offer ultimately. So I would say start off with like going back to your purpose of like, why did you start this to begin with as hokey as sometimes it sounds, you know, and then also coming back to like, what are your core two to three core values in a way as well for your business. And so those are not only going to help you with your branding decisions from a visual perspective, but also from a business uh, decision as well, um, that you're going to come back to what's most important to you and what matters most to you. Um, but that way you're able to actually translate and be con conscious of ultimately yourself, but also even more so like the people that you're serving, I think is equally more so sometimes important in that sense to come back to. So getting really clear on who those people are, like what are they most yeah, what are they most challenged by ultimately too? And then also what do they do for fun? Like what is going to really resonate with them from like a brand messaging side of things and using the language that they're already using to make it accessible to them. Um, but also if you have feelings and characteristics, I often like to share that you can describe your brand like it's your best friend. So it really helps humanize it a little bit further. And this way you're able to embody those characteristics in, you know, your color choices, because if you're going to choose something like playful and bold and modern, um, it may not necessarily be your like monochrome, like gray tones out there. Right. So just being conscious of these is really going to be helping to create that emotional connection and intention when you are putting them out there. And how do you feel about like, so, you know, with trying to focus in on who we're serving, how do you feel about like when people are looking at their business and going, well, you know, 
should I serve just one area? Should I, should I put myself in a, in a box over here? Should I, you know, bring out all my passion? What just like to always ask uh, different brand perspectives on what do you think about that? And how does that play out for your plan? There's a double-edged sword in so many ways too, right? Because we shouted earlier a little bit about that, you know, we are humans first before business owners in a lot of ways. And that comes with a lot of uh, multifaceted things in terms of like personalities, uh, passions, creativities that you incorporate. And so I think it's great to be enthusiastic about it, obviously. I think you want to be excited about what you're putting out there because that energy is going to attract the things that you're looking for ultimately. Um, but at the same time, we are one human. And I think the well-being in terms of our wealth journey is equally important as well. So with that being said, it's important to come back to like, what's the most important thing right now? And what am I most excited about right now? or what is going to really help serve people um, with their challenge that I'm seeing right now in particular. So being really present with that, I think will help make it relevant and timely for people um, to also help capitalize on what's going on in the world. Um, and so coming back to ultimately where to start with that, I think being able to narrow down and niche uh, in some way is helpful as well because if you are to everyone you're also speaking to no one in a lot of ways and so I think it's not to say that you're going to alienate people when you are being really direct and straightforward to you know the experiences and languages that you're using in terms of your brand messaging and positioning but rather that if somebody is reading this and they are experiencing these pain points especially and looking for the solutions that you have to offer that's just going to speak directly to them and make it such an easy decision for them to book or, you know, buy right away and say yes to what you have to offer. So what I'm hearing and what I heard or what we were talking a little earlier too, is that you don't need to feel like just because you're kind of doing this now that you're, you're stuck with that, right? Like this is like everything in your business that evolves over time and that, right? Yeah, exactly. Your brand should evolve with you. And that's the nice thing of having some of those strong foundations. I like to share this analogy with clients that you can think about your brand like it's a house, for example. So in this sense, it could be, you know, it's your own property. Um, you know, it hopefully will stand the test of time. But thinking about it five, 10 years down the road, you're in it for the long haul. And you typically have one of two options. So one of them being that you refresh things, you, you know, maybe redecorate a little bit so that it's uh, updated and modern with the times essentially and rest still relevant and timely. Or the second option is you have to knock everything all down because you had weak foundations to begin with and have to start from scratch again to rebuild those strong foundations in place. And so I encourage your listeners to think about which option you would prefer to have. And so oftentimes majority pick one because it's a little bit easier to have those building blocks to continue uh, building upon as well. And so I often like to come back to that analogy because it's really nice to be able to, again, have like room and um, pull out of your toolkit what you're able to experiment to play around with um, versus feeling like you're stuck in a box. Absolutely. 
I think that's a perfect transition for us to talk a little bit about um, any challenges. I'd love to hear a little bit. We always love to kind of share what kind of challenges your business is facing or, or new growth opportunities you're kind of taking on right now. Yeah. So for context as well, I've been about four and a half years into business at this point um, as well. And so a lot has changed over the last even just few years in itself. And so looking back, uh, I was originally registered as a sole proprietorship and then most recently had decided to incorporate. And so I share this as part of my growth journey, but also that you don't necessarily, what one decision might be for somebody might not always be the decision for you in your business as well. And so take things with a grain of salt in a certain degree. Um, but I share this as to share more about that if you aren't seeing traditionally what you want for your life, for your business, that you can create it for yourself ultimately and to very much choose your own adventure and like lead the path that it's on as well, which is the exciting but obviously scary bit of, you know, scaling and growing um, in a non-traditional way. Love that. Um, and, I, and I think it speaks so well to, again, just not, assuming anything right like you can always i always tell people that it's like it's just a choice and you can always change it right like there's almost nothing we do in our life or our business that is permanent right there's very few right like you marry someone they'll guess pretty pretty long term <laughs> but other than that almost none of our choices are are something we can't just make a different choice at a different time so you know, and in some ways that's overwhelming because it needs to be lots of choices. But on the other hand, it means that you always have the ability to change direction and to go the way you actually want it to. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the nice thing about having um, autonomy in what you're doing and like by being able to cultivate like such a community and um, a client base that supports that uh, journey as well. Because I think that even as you evolve, I'm sure that your clients evolve with you in a lot of ways. And they're hopefully, you know, yeah. doing well, they're growing alongside with you. And I think that's a really beautiful relationship to have with people um, to be able to celebrate that together. Absolutely. So here at The Wealthy Woman, we believe that, you know, wealth is not just about money. Um, and so us, we really like to ask the question of like, what is it in your life or your business that really makes you feel wealthiest? I would say it's really coming back to like doing what I love with what I love most is like the driving force for so many things. So tell us a little more. What does that mean? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like you said, I think that, you know, I've always aspired to like, yes, Financials are a big part of it. We need to pay our bills at the end of the day. And I recognize that privilege that comes along with it, but also that, you know, we're able to support the ones that we love. We're able to like really not have as much external pressure, perhaps, of being able to do something that you really care about and to help serve other people in the process, I think is a really beautiful um, thing that I'm really grateful to be able to do on a daily basis. And it's just like a really kind reminder to keep pouring into yourself because I think that 
when you're able to feel really full um, personally, that you're able to extend that um, so much more to other people as well. And it's just like a very much cyclical uh, (laughs) evolution from there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then the fun version, I always ask everyone, you know, what's the most unconventional or outside of the box thing that makes you feel happy, wealthy, all of the above? Yeah, you know, one of my first uh, business anniversaries, it was during lockdown, actually. Um, And so I decided to just celebrate with friends over Zoom. And I had my bathroom on all day long and had sushi and french fries. And it was like (laughs) the most like quiet luxury in so many ways. And I think coming back to those like simple indulgences really make you feel (laughs) so full and celebration and support amongst community is one of the best things that you can have. Yeah, those relationships, right? The reconnection. I totally, totally agree. Uh, Well, Christine, you have been an amazing guest today. We have just loved having you here. If our audience wants to learn more about working with you, you know, where can they go to get support? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you have a project on the back burner and you need some support, then definitely let's chat. Um, You can definitely find out more over at christinealdesigns.com. Great. Um, Well, Thank you again, Christine. This has been so wonderful. We've had so much fun chatting with you today. And uh, thank you again. Thanks so much, Jackie. Hey, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, make sure to subscribe. And here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven, or eight-figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, as a wealthy woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading-edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat.